0: Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. Join best-selling author, master life coach, and manifesting expert Sarah Centrella as she shares tips, tools, and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life. It's time to hustle and thrive. Now, here's your host, Sarah Centrella. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Sarah Centrella Show. I am so excited for today's um, show because... I have a very special guest on today, um, and it's one that I've been wanting to get on the show since I launched last year. So welcome, Danette May. I'm so thrilled that we get this opportunity to connect. Yeah, me too. And thanks for being patient on my end. I've been
1: wanting to connect with you as well. So I'm excited to like oh you out with you and just go through all the things, right?
0: Yes, and you have so many exciting things that you've been working on. Um, First and foremost, I just want to say that your hot chocolate is the best shit I've ever had. (laughs) Um, So we're going to get into so many fun things. But for those of you um, who don't know her yet, go grab her book, The Rise, um, in stores everywhere. Um, I I highly recommend it. We're going to get into um, just a lot of, of the good meaty stuff in there that I think I definitely related to it. I I know um, our listeners will as well, Um, but then you have lots of big things happening uh, as well. But before we get to that, before we get to you, you've been featured on all the national um, things. You have a best-selling book. Um, You're the leading health and fitness expert uh, in the country. We didn't start there. None of us start there. Um, And I'm always so fascinated by the journey to get us to the place where we're actually really living our dream. Um, So where where do you kind of consider that starting point for you? and, And tell us a little bit about your journey to get here.
1: Yeah, I'm like you. I really am. I'm like, okay, I know where someone started. I know where they're ended. What is that gap? what is that in between area where they were ups and downs and valleys and all the things, because it doesn't matter what you see on social media or what you think you see. And you know, about someone they're having their valleys and they're having their peaks, but they're also having their valleys. (laughs) I don't care who it is. You're going to have your valleys. Um, so for me, it definitely, I, I really am a believer that we're all gifted with what I call a refiner's fire And that is this time where you are completely in the fire of life and you are being molded into, if you take the opportunity into your fullest, most beautiful, vibrant self, and you get to mold and melt away all the things that are truly not you to get down to your essence and your true purpose here. And so for me... I had my refiner's fire. And if any of you have had that, or we might sometimes have more than one, if we're lucky, because it just keeps molding us into the truer character of who we are. Mine really led me to where I am today. And I'm so grateful for it. So for me, it started with kind of being in this space where I was just doing everything that I felt I was supposed to be doing. And I think we can all relate to that. Like, believing the way I was raised to believe marrying the guy. I think that my family wants me to marry going through the steps that I should be going because that's how I was raised. And then, but knowing deep down there was a rumbling, but being so good at pushing the rumbling down, so turning off the intuition and, you know, I was pregnant with my second child was going to be a little boy. I was so excited because I was raised with all brothers. So I was super excited about having a little boy and I was sitting in the rocking chair and I I was like trying to wake him up because I was like wanting to feel his kicks and getting excited. It was just one of those rare quiet moments. And I had this strong impression that something was wrong because I couldn't get any movements out of him. But when you're really good at turning off your intuition, you just don't want to face that reality. You don't want to face that one, because if you face that one, you've got to face every other one that you are shutting down. So I got up and did the dishes Mm. and long story short, I went to the hospital, I had my son, and I came home without my son. And this led me down, yeah, down a spiral of depression that I had never even been in, didn't even understand, like people talk about depression. And until you're, you've really stepped into it, it's, it's unknown territory. And I was there. And the beautiful gift in that, though, was that that rock bottom afforded me this feeling of, I don't care anymore. So when yeah. you don't care anymore, yeah. you're taking off all these hats and all yeah. these labels and all these layers of who you people think you are. Cause you're like, I don't even care anymore. And it starts to unravel the truth of the things that you were hiding, the truth that you weren't telling um, yourself and others. And so it led me on this journey of going through a very difficult divorce. I had, I was, became a single mom, $47 to my name. This all came with time, but in this evolution of feeling like I was in the washing machine of my life and couldn't breathe. It let me truly understand that out of chaos comes equal or greater good. And out of that chaos came the unlayering to Danette. And this is where I started really learning about superfood so I could get out of the depression um, around my mindset. What did I really believe? it really solidified the true, the true, true essence of movement for me and why I'm so adamant on movement for people. And, you know, I'm still evolving, but this is where my truly, I was like, I want to help as many women as possible. I had a dream in my heart, but I was turning on my intuition. So I'd listen to it. I reach out to certain people. And when I would get a hit, I didn't even know who they were. I had no pennies to rub together. I wasn't connected to anyone, but I would drop into meditation, I drop into intuition. And I started connecting with marketers and who became business partners, then my husband, and really just grew from $47 to two eight figure businesses, just truly stepping into intuition and really embracing the abundance that is for all of our
0: taking. Yeah. Uh, There's so much, so much to unpack there. And, and like I said, my listeners, know that I can definitely relate to big portions, um, of your story. My mind started with a rock bottom moment as well. And the implosion of my world and my marriage and things like that. And I think, you know, I, I love how you put it, that when you go through something like that, it, you know, I call it, you know, pride is gone, right. You just, whatever it was that helped you keep together the face for the world, you know, before uh, something like that happens just evaporates. Like I, I couldn't reach to find any fucks to give, you know, for anything that wasn't what I was going through. Right. Right. Like You have an opinion about me. I really don't care. Like Knock yourself out! Right, you're probably right. Like (laughs) it makes no difference to me whatsoever because I'm just trying to live. I'm just trying to literally survive. Try to get up every day, take care of my kids, and get to the next day. You know, in in the very beginning, and I think there's like you said something so incredibly freeing about that. Um, At least there was for me because I was the same. I was you know really trying to get through my twenties and my thirties being like everybody else. That was, I think my biggest, biggest goal. I just wanted to be normal and successful. I had no idea what either of those words meant, but I was (laughs) determined to be them. Um, And then, you know, when, when something dramatic like that happens and you, your whole world is rocked, you really strip everything back and say, who am I? What is this about? Why am I here? what makes me want to get up in the morning and start kind of reconstructing it. Like you said, layer by layer, little bit by little bit. Um, and there was definitely something that I want us to dig into deeper because I'm a super, um, humongous believer in our intuition and listening to our intuition. And I think a lot of people have no idea what it even is. I think everyone's, you know, heard the term women's intuition. And most of us women, uh, you know, know what we're talking about there, but that intuition is alive and well in everything we kind of are only just conditioned to listen to it to find out if our spouse is cheating you know what I mean like totally but, but guess what it's there in every decision you make it's there in how you show up every morning it's there in literally everything and I always say it's the best life coach on the planet You know, if, if people just listen to it, you know, I wouldn't have a job. (laughs) So Um, tell us a little bit about like how we, how we hear it, how we even know when it's talking to us and and what do we do? I
1: love how you said it's so much bigger and wider than just like, if my spouse is cheating on me, because just like yesterday I had this actually podcast tour in LA but it didn't feel like I should be excited about it. it's next week, I should be excited to fly to LA and meet with these people. It's been on the calendar, something didn't feel right. This is where intuition comes in, because all on paper it lined up right I've been dying to meet these people. Uh, LA's pretty quick trip I've got people to stay with I can go meet XYZ this person this person. But this is the power of intuition is yesterday. I was like, just uncomfortable with it. You feel a little bit of uncomfortable, even though all the boxes are checked. And this is where I don't falter anymore. In the past, I would have been like, I got to go. Like I made a commitment. I got to go. So now I just reach out and say, hey, I don't know if this is actually lining up perfect for you, but I'm feeling like maybe we should push this out and I should come at a later date. Does that work for you? If it doesn't, let me know honestly, so that I'm not screwing up your schedule and creating a huge inconvenience. Pretty much ninety percent of the time, they're like, "That's totally fine. Works perfect." Actually, was thinking about it. Yeah, they're like, "That's actually better." Yeah, yeah, and then more doors are able to move because when you move in this intuition of going, I'm going to listen to my body because it's starting to feel a little resistancy. And this mm. is the caveat because people go a lot of times people are feeling a resistance because you're ready to go to that big leap. You're ready to take that next evolution and your brain's like new, new, new. So it creates butterflies in the body. Right. And then you think, Oh, something bad might happen. I shouldn't do that. You got to be really careful with that because those butterflies could be the hit of intuition, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's checking to say, is this feel new? And so that's why I'm getting the butterflies because my brain is so good at turning on this little defense mechanism inside of myself yeah, <laughs> to me, protect me and go, oh, I'm safe. I'm gonna follow this. I call it follow the butterflies. Yeah, you know, because butterflies are beautiful, but it doesn't feel awesome in your belly. But if you can just follow them and they move out of your belly,
0: right? Yeah, I think that's such a good point because that is probably the biggest thing that I've noticed people struggling with. And it was one of the things that I struggled with in the beginning was how do I know the difference of when my intuition is really trying to guide a decision? You know, you're at that decision point, you're weighing your pros and cons, you're like, what should I do? What should I do? And there's a clear one that, like you said, your actual physical body will tell you, you know, I can tell if I'm going against my intuition because I get knots in my stomach or I get a stomach ache or I get literally, it feels like my throat is closing. So my physical body will tell me almost immediately now because I've trained myself to listen and, and kind of watch those signals. But if it is in the right direction, I will get the butterflies that you're talking about. I will still have a little bit of fear, kind of that, um, fear you feel when you're having a dream and you, your body's jumping, you know, so you kind of get that little, like, Ooh, um, but that to me is a good thing. I want a little bit of that. I want, um, you know, not, not 50% of that, but I want a little bit of that. I want a lot of butterflies. And I also want a little bit of peace. Yeah. You know, like when you're really following that inner voice, even when it is scary, even when it's unknown, even when you don't ha- know how everything is going to play out. I always find that there is a little bit of, of peace. I don't know how else to kind of describe it. It's just where you feel like it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it's going to be okay. And then you look at the other side and, and that just feels dark and scary. And that's kind of how I've, I've learned to navigate it over time. But I think getting to know yourself, helps Mm -hmm. a lot too. just kind of listening to yourself.
1: Yeah. I think you nailed it. It's like, Test trial and error. You said that like, once you test this, like you get a hit, you step into it, you go, Oh, I see that. That was that. And, And it's just trial and error, but you've got to set yourself up for success. And this is where I see a lot of where I would like women in general, because women are such wisdom keepers. Women are so potent and powerful with their intuition, but I'm watching this era of women right now who are trying so hard to fit into a role and it's interesting because it's like they want this like this goddess like i'm this beautiful woman and treat me as such but they're grinding like a man and they almost feel like they have to and it's it depends on the niche of the group of the woman but it can be like where they're grinding 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 because they feel they have to prove themselves and their worthiness through their job and through their accolades and what they can accomplish i just want to remind all of us that when you want to tune into intuition please take this time, like a solo time every single day in silence, put that phone away, do not do social media, do not open your email, do not turn on the news and just really get into the, the answers for you. And you, when you set up this conditioning in this space, which is a sacred space, whether it's out in nature, you have a little space in your home and you set this intention that I'm gonna connect with my higher self and you do this regularly, the intuition will come in more potent. You're giving yeah. it space. Versus just hustling, hustling, driving, driving on my phone, on my phone, who, da, 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 um, you're not going to have it as strong.
0: Yeah, you have to give yourself that quietness to be able to, to hear it and yeah. and to be able to do that kind of differentiator, mm-hmm. uh, which one's fear and, and which one is kind of guiding me in the right direction. And I'm telling you once, you, once you really start listening to it, start making your decisions. Like you said, now you're at a place where as soon as you start to feel that you're able to act almost immediately or immediately to say, you know what, I'm fine with changing plans because my interest is really not liking this for whatever reason. And who knows? I mean, maybe you avoided some sort of accident or, you know, who knows what, what the reason is, but, um, the more you have had your tests and proven them out and seen how, whenever you acted on that gut reaction, how it got you um, to a place where you wanted to be. Maybe it was immediately. Maybe it was, you know, it took a little while. Um, but then, when new decisions come, you're able to just be like, hey, "I'm, I'm fine. Moving, moving on on it. I can make it." Such quicker decisions, and my God, I think. That alone is massive. I know so many people who really struggle with decision-making and don't trust themselves to make good decisions and rely on literally everyone else around them, ask, you know, everybody in their life, they get all these varied (laughs) answers and then still have a really hard time. Listen to yourself, man. Ask yourself. (laughs) Like you could ask your higher self and just say, what is right for me? Um, because, I'm telling you, it's, it's so incredible. So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the, the journey that you kind of went through as you were unpeeling those layers and and rebuilding your new life. Um, It sounds like obviously health was a big part of that for you, kind of maybe the catalyst to get things moving, to create the new you. Tell me a little bit more about that kind of getting up, getting up from the ground, as I call it, you know, and, and, yeah, rebuilding.
1: yeah I really look at it like a three tier and I really approached it as a three tier. It's, it's not overnight and it really takes consistency. And for me, it was around healing foods, making sure I was giving myself healing food. So a lot of times when people go in through trauma, they, they've been told, or th- they think that they need comfort food, right. Which we call comfort food, like it's typically something that's really actually not comforting at all. It's quite toxic. So I'm like, change that language, just be really real. This is toxic food. And then the comfort food is foods that are actually going to give you energy and make you feel good. So I, I really took on that approach and I was very adamant on superfoods and, and specific healing foods to really get my brain fog gone and my depression and, and get myself in this, kind of helping the motivation come back. Right. Cause when you're like, when you're in there, you're like, you don't care. You like you said, <laughs> so, um, that was one. And then moving my body. When you move your body and granted we're taught so many things about moving our bodies. Like it's gotta be an hour long. It's gotta be a specific class. It's gotta be hard. It's gotta be whatever. And it's not true at all. Do whatever floats your boat. It could be a walk. It could be a bike. It could be dancing, move your body because what happens is it's like clearing out the cobwebs of your soul. You'll, you'll, you resist it because you know, on the other end of it, you're, in deeper tune to what the spiritual knowings are. And that's what you're really going for, not for the gene size, not for the punishment. You're going there to really tap into the truth of the pumping of my cells. What is the remembrance of who I am? And, and movement will do that. Sometimes people cry in movement. Sometimes people breathe really hard and it's because it's cleaning out the cobwebs. So I, I love think, that. Yeah. It's just I like, God, why didn't we learn that when we were twenty? <laughs> so we just like I, learned stepping on scales, oh my god, class no, for an hour go or hour <laughs> you
0: had. I mean, the pressure. I think I hope to God, ladies, if you have teen daughters, um, if you know someone uh, <laughs> who is going, to let them hear this. I wish, I, I wish that we could really change that messaging. And I do have teen daughters, so I'm working on that all the time with them, just to the understanding of love, truly loving your body and appreciating it. And I didn't get there. Honestly, I'm about to be 46 till about a year and a half ago, exactly. <laughs> um, you True. know, it, and that that is coming from someone who is daily trying to make myself a better person date, you know, so that's with hella awareness, That's with you know, being, doing all the things, but to actually get to the place where the light turned on, like your body's fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. And it provides so much for you that 45 minutes that I'm giving it in my morning bar class is just kind of my thank you to it. And, and I'm not trying to lose the 50 pounds or the 10 pounds or the whatever thing that has been on my new year's resolution since I was 12 years old. You know, I'm actually just saying, God, you're kind of kick ass. I appreciate that you are responding to me. And it all started with exactly what you just said, just moving my body. And I came to that realization about a year and a half ago, when I started like what I call the self-pride challenge. And it was, because I hadn't really worked out for about five years, first time in my life. And I felt like total shit. I mean, I gained the weight. I refused to like be on video. I would not have been on video here today. Like I was hiding from my life completely. I had no energy. I wanted to sleep all day. I am starting to get all these terrible um, health ramifications. And then one day I was like, what if I just move my body and I took away all that I should work out for 90 minutes and I should go to orange theory and I should go to spin all the stuff that made me feel very guilty because I wasn't doing it. And said, what if I just committed to walking my dog for 20 minutes, or I walked up and down the stairs in my house for 20 minutes, or when I took my kids to the mall, I just did a lap or two and that's where I started. And now a year and a half later, it's a five days a week thing. I don't have to talk myself into it. You know, I've really only lost maybe 11 pounds in a year and a half, but I feel like a different human being. And yeah. and I don't care about the weight anymore. And that, I'm not just saying that it's the honest truth. I actually feel like that enlightenment has happened. Like the light has gone on where I get it now. So I love yeah. that you say that. And I, because I think it gives us grace in a way to, to want to start.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I think, you know, there's a third component to all of this, and this is our mindset, um, and really yes. taking <laughs> time for our mental health. You know, the healthiest people aren't the ones who eat the healthiest and move their bodies. There, there are people who eat terrible, but they're just not walking around with stress and guilt and shame who are going to be healthier than those who eat all the perfect food. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I really... I really ask myself and anyone that's wanting to dive into this more is just to really check where can I ensure my mental health and my, and my happiness? And where can I tap into that? I'm a part of something bigger that I'm not doing this alone and, and have that quiet time and have that communion time, whether that's with yourself or a higher power, whatever you believe in, but that is, that is potent to any evolution of what you're wanting to do. And I have to say like everything in my life that people look at and go, oh my gosh, you accomplished this and this. I have to attribute to that time, to that that mental work that I've done completely.
0: Ah, I love that. So it sounds like meditation and quiet time is very important. And you've made that part of probably a daily schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of in my mind, which I, I love, I started the meditation about the same time, uh, about a year and a half ago, it was kind of like all the package deal. And I also started really changing what I was saying to myself. So it hitting right yes. set you know, I started saying things like the weight falls off. I feel fantastic. I have so much energy. God, I can't believe how easy this is. So it just literally swapped all the things I had been saying my whole life. Yes. Um, and it was mind blowing how much energy it gave me, how much it made me want to show up every day and all those things. So I love that what you teach has those three components. It has, of course, take care of your body, move your body, do all those things, but it has the mindset piece, which I feel like you can't, maybe, maybe it's just me, but I feel like you can't be truly successful on body goals without getting that mindset, right? Without changing what you're saying to yourself. Cause you're, otherwise you're just fighting yourself. Right. Absolutely. 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 Mindset is
1: huge, huge.
0: Yeah. And then the other piece that you obviously are really well known for that. I'm going to come clean. <laughs> I could use a little nudge on, so feel free to nudge me a bit here at nutrition. You know, I love to cook. Um, I will say that I've gotten much better at cooking with whole, all whole ingredients, very good, clean food, like that. all of that. Um, just cause I love it and it tastes better, <laughs> but yeah. talk to us about nutrition and kind of what you've learned and how you you mentioned clean foods and, but what can we start doing if we're like you back in the day? And and we just want to kind of start getting our nutrition in line.
1: Yeah. I would say more is not better Mm -hmm. and simpler. You can go, um, the more results you're going to see. So I have very limited rules around food. Now that doesn't mean I would, someone, someone would still say healthy, but I, they're also shocked when they're like seeing me out and about in another country and I'm eating like a cheesecake or a croissant. And I'm like, of course I am like, this was made with complete love. Like, and I, I can alchemize it inside my body because of my mind, but there are some, what I would say is just to make it super simple. And you already named one is like, think about food as whole. Like if it's been made by a manufacturing plant, stay away. Is fresh. Like think about going to Costa Rica. This is how I love doing it. What would you eat there? Because I've lived there and you cannot you can get processed food, but it's disgusting. And so you really only want fresh stuff, like the fresh fruits and the fresh veggies and the fresh fish. And when you have that, it tastes so good. And you notice a difference in your body. When you live there and you notice a difference because everything is so fresh. So think of fresh, think of something coming from the earth. That's the first simple rule. And then when you think of your fats and your carbs, like this is the biggest one. Okay. Because obviously we know to get fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah. We know not to have like processed stuff that would include everything in the middle aisles of the grocery store. Really try to avoid yeah. shopping in there. Just go around the perimeter or move to Costa Rica. No, I'm just kidding. Love that. It's a good reminder though. That really is. Yeah. 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 Um, but the biggest thing that I say is that I will not have in my house, white sugar, mm. white flour, and vegetable oil, Mm -mm. that canola vegetable. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Those three are the most toxic in most everybody's body. So I substitute them, I still have bread. We just cook with like, we make stuff with almond flour or, you know, there's all sorts of gluten-free flours vanilla or a set of vegetable oil, vegetable oil will age you quicker than any other substance out there. It is highly, highly toxic. And it's in most foods. Yeah. It's like alert, 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 because it, it like literally breaks down the cells. So, um, and it's because of the way they heat it up. So make sure you're getting like fresh avocado, raw, raw nuts and seeds. So do not have them roasted because that denatures it as well. And then, you know, you could do avocado, olive oil, coconut oil. Fats are not bad. It's just that when you do vegetable and canola, when you have that toxins in your body, you literally will build up body fat to protect your organs from the canola vegetable oil.
0: Whoa! Okay. Okay. I hear you girl. I'm, (laughs) I I don't use a lot of it, but actually, uh, interestingly enough, we made my daughter made a carrot cake the other day and it called for so much canola oil. And I was like, you know what, can we just substitute butter? And I use organic local butter. And I was, you know, I don't, I don't know what what's better, but it just felt oh, that's way better. It felt gross to me to put it. It was like a cup of oil. I was like, you know, well, what? most people do that. Most people are consuming that and it's really
1: toxic. If you do chips, make sure they're chips made with avocado oil or olive oil. Ah,
0: this is new to me. I really did not know how bad that specific ing- ingredient Honestly, if someone
1: took that out of their diet, just that piece and the white sugar, you would be amazed. You could still eat the same quantity and your body would start shifting. It's that. Oh my God, It's brilliant.
0: I fucking love that. So what are some other, um, you mentioned green stuff. Are you a big believer in kind of, we have to like make our own green drinks every day or like what, what helped with your brain fog? that let's get to that because let's talk about brain fog for sure. brain fog is a real thing
1: (laughs) okay i have superfoods that i love and i'm going to name them off okay obviously you guys i love cacao bliss like that is part of a company i created because i was experiencing it in indigenous tribes i've now seen all the research i think raw ceremonial grade cacao is the most potent product on the market and so we took raw ceremonial grade cacao so that's Number one.
0: And that's in your hot chocolate, right?
1: Yes. That's, yeah. that's the base of cacao okay. bliss. Mm-hmm. And ceremonial raw cacao is different than just raw cacao. And it's 300 times different than cocoa powder. Cocoa powder doesn't do anything. It can help with cravings, it helps with brain function because it can, contains this chemical called theobromine. So it like floods the body of oxygen. It's helped with Alzheimer's. I mean, literally, you can take cacao bliss when you feel like, oh, I feel tired. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. I don't have a lot of energy brain fog and take it and watch your creativity centers open in your brain because of the theobromine and the nandamide in it, which a lot of foods do not have those properties. So it's amazing. Oh, That's
0: amazing. I'm ordering it the second I get off.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to send you some too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because everybody needs to try it and, and like literally try it for meditation because you're gonna drop into deeper meditation. Try it if you have to focus on writing or reading or like I did it for writing my book. Um anytime you need energy, you're feeling cravings, take it, the cravings go away. It's all scientifically bad. Now
0: do you have that just real quick, you have that on your website as well as the hot chocolate? Do you have it in yeah, like the, I can the just form stay right at it? You want to go to Earth Echo
1: Foods, so okay. earth foods.com to get cacao bliss. Awesome. And I can just add it into show notes. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And the like what, how you, how I consume it. Some people throw it in their coffee. I'm super sensitive. If I put that in coffee, cause coffee is a direct carrier of superfood. So that's why it can be good because coffee will go directly into the cell. So you're basically taking well, Cacao Bliss is not just raw cacao. It's got um, turmeric, which is also a major superfood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got mesquite, lacuma, which are superfoods, which are going to help with the brain activity as well. MCT oil for brain activity, cinnamon. So all these pieces together, honestly, will with coffee, will literally go right into your cells and you're just like, ah, like ready to rumble. Love it. Oh my God. Okay, so you yeah. said there's a couple other superfoods that you're obsessed with. Well, I already said, them. turmeric is the other yeah. one MCT oil, because it's really known to help with brain function and it's a really healthy fat. So it's going to keep you feeling satiated and it's going to add brain function. So you look for things with MCT, turmeric, ginger, 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 mm-hmm. ginger. Now ginger helps so much with immunity, gut health, So I'm a big fan of that. I already said turmeric, right? Turmeric's like the gold spice of all gold spices. So these are things I take every single day. I will not go a day without. And then
0: raw cacao. Uh, I love that. I'm going to definitely add those because I I started turmeric about a year ago or so. And then I do, um, what is your feeling on, um, uh, what's the powder you put in your coffee that helps with skin? Collagen. Collagen, yeah. Yes. And now when you, collagen
1: is, fantastic. The problem is, and this is what every food that comes out with companies, because they see everybody getting excited about collagen. Right. <laughs> so they start producing collagen. And what happens? You want a really ethically sourced collagen. It's like going to the, the farmer that caged all their chickens and the kids, kids, chickens are like uh-huh. this, and you're eating that egg. It's not high quality, right? Or they're feeding them crap. Same with collagen. You want grass fed collagen. You want it to be high quality collagen. We have collagen on earth echo because I wanted to take the best collagen. Yeah, yeah no, I love that I'm ethically sourced. So that's one thing to be thinking about when you're picking a collagen.
0: Oh, I love it. Okay. So one other thing I wanted to to chat about, um, you have a whole section on your book, the rise on forgiveness. And that can be a tough one, right? Especially, you know, if I think we all are, have stuff we've been through, whether it's childhood, whether it's relationship, whether it's about, you know, whatever our situation is that maybe, maybe consciously we say we've, you know, given forgiveness and we've let it go, but we can really still be holding on to a lot of very toxic emotions, right? Um, Mm Tell us a little bit about how forgiveness has maybe changed you or, or how we can kind of get the benefit of really tapping into that forgiveness.
1: Yeah. So I look at forgiveness, like a hot air balloon, and let's just say that you have this place you want to go in life, whether it's a dream in your heart, maybe it's an amazing relationship. Maybe it's these health goals you, you have this big aspiration that's in your heart, right? And you're doing all the things, like you're doing your goals, you're eating well, like you're talking to the right people, you're making moves. If you're not fully forgiving things that have happened in your past, it's like a tether to that balloon. You're going up, but until you do that full completion, it's still energetically tied to you and your full expansion of where you're going. So I look at forgiveness as, the kindest, most loving thing I can do for myself. Not for the other person, but for myself. Because when we forgive, it's like untethering that last string so that our hot air balloon can go up so that we can be in the fullest, magnificent of who we are. Any time that we haven't fully forgiven a situation, a person, we are energetically tied to them. We just are. And so it's paramount. That we face it that we look at it this is why i think forgiveness is i'm glad you're bringing it up Is one of the hardest most yeah. noblest things any of us will step into um and so things forgiveness is not like you do one two three right and no and then, and then. um it can take years to, at times it can take um sometimes it's fast so there is no one size fits all but it it is a daily thing so if you know you have a twinge and usually how people how you know you need to forgive is like you're getting triggered by someone or something over and over again yeah um, or you're sitting and you're doing something you're working on your dream and you're being pinged by a memory um, that was toxic for you or very hurtful for you. And you're, it's holding you back because you're in remembrance of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so there is some deep, deep work and it's hard to explain all on a podcast. So I do high level retreats where people come in and we go deep into that, that wound taking you to the scene and then rewiring the neurons so that you can actually detach from it neurologically through your system, but you can do forgiveness meditations. Mm -hmm. Um, you can look at where you'd have done things that you don't like that that person's done. Right. Yeah. And look at yourself and go, whoo, I'm going to forgive myself. I-, I can see that I do that too. And then that hopefully will detach that anger. Um, yeah. a, depending on the scale of what's happened, right. Cause something's right, right. Are deep.
0: Yeah. Um, I love yeah. that. I love that. I love looking at it and saying, because this is hard, right? Especially if there's something where you really feel like you have been wronged, and there's lots of situations where it can be black and white that you were wronged, right? You know, there's terrible things that happen um, in life to people. So I think <laughs> take this take this as situational, but I love the idea of kind of looking back and saying, okay, that situation or that person really there's a wound there, but was there anything that maybe I can do to change myself moving forward, right? And I think that for the most part there is. Like if I look back at my marriage that kind of started all of this um, and the Im- implosion of it, um, yes, it was very dramatic and it was like it felt very instantaneous, but of course, I played a role in the fact that our relationship, we were drifting away from each other, right? You know, so it ended with like a matchstick burn um, that maybe felt out of my control, but there were lots of things that I've worked on the last 12 years to change in my character and who I am as a person that would hopefully never line up a situation like that. Does that kind of make sense? And, and I think totally. it's, it's hard and of course forgiveness being a huge part of it. I mean I'll never forget the day that about a year after where I made a call and I just said I just need you to know this. I don't you don't have to respond you don't have to do anything but I totally forgive you and you know I'm grateful for the life I have. Um and done. You know it felt amazing to me and we never talked about it. He didn't never did call me back, but I, I and which I didn't want. I just needed him to know. Same. I just needed to get it off my chest. But then that in combination with saying okay regardless of, of how things ended, there are things I really want to change about myself, um, that would have made me a better person, you know, would have made me better.
1: Yeah. I'll give an example. So I, how, why forgiveness is also important because if you don't, you actually, that's still a rub inside your system, right? There's still a twinge rub in there. And what happens when you have that frequency inside yourself, you're going to bump up to again you're going to find another person to create that twinge, right? So you're trying to remove that twinge so that you're not bumping against it with future humans or certain circumstances. So for example, in business, let's just use business. Cause this one's a mild example. When we've been sexually wronged, these are deeper ones, right? But this one's like you have your right hand and you build all this trust with this right hand and you've given them, you've, they've told you that they, you can trust them. You, they got Mm -hmm. you and you're plugging along and you're so excited. And then you realize they've looked you in the eye and have been lying to you. And so of course you've let them go, but now, unless you forgive that assistant, that's now moved on and not affecting your life anymore. You may find another one who will do the same thing because there's still a rub there. Right. Does that make sense? So what you have to do is now go, okay, I've got to clear this Yeah. So that I don't keep bringing this into my energy space. So I first need to go, where have I been dishonest? Yeah. Maybe I'm not outwardly dishonest where I look people in the eye and lie to them blatantly, but where have I been dishonest with myself? Where have I lied to myself silently that no one will know about you're trying to identify to where you go. Okay. Lesson learned. I've lied to myself here. I've lied to someone here. Okay. I'm going to clean that up. I see that I'm no different than you. I've lied, you've lied. I send you well. I'm going to do a like a little meditation to clear that so that I can move into a better frequency yeah. with someone yeah. else and I yeah. need to heal this heart of mine and I'm going to let you go and I'm going to forgive this so that when your energy channel's clear you're not going to hire someone who's going to repeat the same pattern because yeah. if you don't you
0: might. Exactly. And I think it, it comes back to intuition too because at some point along that led up, right, to the moment where you discover they've been lying, I bet there was intuition that was trying oh, to yeah. raise a hand and say, well, well, and you're like no, like, no, it can't be true. <laughs> right, like, pay attention. This person's about to burn you. They're stabbing in, you, you know, and those are the times where... Stop arguing with your intuition. Like it's, it's there for a reason. And usually you don't even have the tangible evidence of us. You're like, how is that possible? Why would they be lying to me? Why am I getting this pink? (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Um, And then lastly, I mean, we've got to talk about self-love. It's, it's out there a lot. I think it's one of those things that can be kind of a, a catchphrase, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. But there's a difference between That kind of buying into it from almost like a marketing standpoint and genuinely respecting and loving and honoring yourself. What is radical self-love? Here's what I think it is. So there was,
1: um, the four agreements. I don't know how many of you guys have read the four agreements, but it talks about being impeccable with your word. I believe that self-love is built upon your impeccability with your word to yourself. So, yeah, and and that requires discipline. So I do believe that discipline—I got face chills. Discipline equals self love. So when you say you're gonna do something, do it. Mm-hmm. When you say that you're gonna call that person or whatever that thing is that you have this little goal for, step into it. Because so when you're impeccable with yourself and you're impeccable and honest with yourself, it does breed over time deeper rooted self love. And yeah. to me, that that's radical.
0: Yeah, no, it's so true because if you cannot keep your word to yourself, I mean, it, you're just making it 10 times harder to keep your word on anything. And it, it just starts breeding this cycle, right? Where you know you're committing to something, you kind of know you're not gonna do it. Kind of pretty soon everyone around you knows that your word means nothing. And it just feeds us down the word spiral. Where on the other hand, if you can start keeping your word on the smallest things, and I've done a podcast on here before about that. So go back and listen, um, listeners, if you, if you want some tips, but like even little things, like you said, if you're going to call that person, or if you said you were going to email by end of day, just start doing those little things to start building your own confidence in yourself, in your ability so that, you know, next time when you know, you make a goal, whether that is, I w- want to hit that class, you know, on a regular basis, or, um, I want to write a book or, I'm, you know, for a fact, if you say it, it's going to happen. Yep. And that does not, people think that that's self-confidence people are born with. I don't think that at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that number one, it doesn't matter if you don't believe anything you've said, because you've, broken your word to yourself your entire life. Right. You can start building that back up little tiny bit by little tiny bit to get to the point where you have that unshakable confidence yeah. in your word. Yeah. And there's just no better way to kind of build it right. Than yeah. showing up for yourself. So yeah yeah oh God, i love it so much so where can everybody oh i have to ask you about the new book because obviously the rise is out guys go get it i'll put the um links in the show notes but you're working on book two right yeah I actually it's finished
1: and it's fully in launch mode um and i've done something that i've never done before because i put on these big events and people pay whatever five hundred dollars a ticket fifteen hundred dollars for vip and i decided that everybody needed something. Cause I was going to do a big book, like live event thing. So what I'm going to do is anyone who pre-orders this book and I'll share you about what this book is. So you know, the value that you're going to get by reading it, but anyone who pre-orders actually it is limited. So people who pre-order first, we're yeah. um, going to get a free ticket with me coaching you all around relationships, relationships, how to communicate the sexuality in your relationships to how do you attract the relationship that you're desiring. And so we're going to dive deep in a live event and those who pre-order get a ticket to that live event. So nice. I'm going to give Sarah, the link is just embraceabundancebook.com and you guys can go and pre-order the book, but the book is called Embrace Abundance. Oh,
0: I love it. That's right up my right up my lane, girl.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I wrote it because everybody's like, God, you feel so abundant. Like, and it really took all this mindset work, all the study, but the stuff I was teaching VIP clients where I was like, okay, hey, this is a proven model. And I really broke it down in all the areas of our life, because I believe Abundance is a 360 degree experience. It's not just wealth. It's not just relationships. It's our body. It's living into our purpose. It's our girlfriends. It's like all of it. So I talk about each section and simple tools that you can do. And there's simple things you can do
0: to embrace that abundance in that area. So oh, I'm really excited. I love it. I love it because oh, so many people block it, right? They, they say they want it, they do it's the work. Everywhere, and, then and we're blocking it all the time. And all the little things. I always say, like, you can't take a compliment. How are you going to receive, you know, the check you've been asking for or the clients you've been asking for? Like if you're bouncing compliments off you, if you're bouncing like everything, you're you're resisting, right? So opening up and accepting that abundance in every area. I cannot wait to to read that and to dive into it as well. Um, And you have a podcast tour going on right now. What other things can, um, obviously people need to go follow you on Insta, um, but how can everyone learn all these amazing things about you, just head over to your website or what's the best? I would just go to, go to embraceabundancebook.com. You're going to
1: be in the front row seat. If you get a book there, because that's where I'm going to be at with the live event. It's really where my love and my energy is going right now. I definitely think you should go to earthechofoods.com yes. and get a bag of cacao bliss and do yourself a good, healthy favor of drinking that every day, because you're going to notice a huge difference. So
0: Uh, And I'm going to make sure, Sarah,
1: you get some, so I'm going to mail you some.
0: Heck yes. I love it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here as always and get out there and hustle and thrive. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got value from today's show, please spread the love by clicking subscribe, leaving a stellar review and telling everyone you know. And join us next time on The Sarah Centrella Show.